If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. Hey everyone, go to rxbar.com slash FWB and enter the promo code FWB at checkout for 25% off your first order of RX Bar. All right, let's do it. It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today I talked to Jeremy Redman. He has a company called Air 5. We're pretty deep into 2018 and a lot is happening. Everything is happening all the time and something that I've noticed uh, and I feel like I'm part of the problem uh, is there's a lot of information especially on the internet. So there's a lot of uh, articles being shared. People are reading it, but I feel like people aren't reading it, like, uh, and I'm one of them. I feel like it's reading the headline, skipping down to the comment section, and then kind of like figuring out how you feel about it somewhere in the middle. And I know now when somebody's like, you got to read this article, or somebody shares an article, like, you have to check this article out. It's based on the instinct of the headline was really captivating, which is the business of who the uh, publication, right? They want you to click on their thing and not someone else's. Uh, for uh, for readership and ad revenue and whatever it is they're doing. And I get that, that that's that's part of it. That's uh, been going on for a very long time. But I realized that, like, I'm doing that. Like, I'm, I'm reading less and less article and then just going from headline and then going and seeing what the consensus is in the comment section, which really fuels uh, these articles and why people share it. And then, uh, you know, people are kind of going back and forth and having conversations for better or worse but nobody's actually reading what's going like there's no context to it and i want to do better about actually reading now i could go and like read a book you know like go read a book um the fact that i had to say like before that means i probably should read more books uh maybe i will but for now i am uh just doing a lot of stand up which is maybe the opposite of that and it's going really well for those who have been following i kind of been talking about it almost in every episode because it's it's new for me, but it's been going really well. It's been about six or seven months. And uh, yeah, I, I think I'm starting to feel like I've always, when I started doing it, even though I've had a long history, a long history, I've been doing like sketch and improv for, you know, maybe like 12 years. So I've been, feel like I've been doing comedy for a while, but this is, is so different. And, and you know, uh, it's helped because I kind of know myself and my personality and how I kind of want to put things out there. But as far as like the vehicle of how you do it, I find it very difficult still, even though I, I've, people are like, oh, it's, it, wow, that's really good. Like, you only been doing this like five years or whatever. And I'm like, no, like six months. But then I explain, I was like, I've, you know, been performing on stage uh, for, for a really long time. But only recently have I felt like up there and being like, oh, like this feels right. Like I, this feels like, I'm like, I have a goal. I have something to say and I'm saying it in the way that I want to say it, uh, funny or not. So it's been going really well on that note. I'm doing a show, uh, tonight 
at uh, Haha Comedy Club in North Hollywood at 8 p.m. Got a couple of shows booked uh, this month as well. I'll be at the Comedy Store. Maybe I'll talk about that later. But right now, I want to talk about our sponsor, RX Bar. I've been eating RX Bars for years. It's not new to me. I don't need to be sold on RX Bars. I love them. I was in a peanut butter chocolate mode. Now I'm getting back in that berry mode, especially the mixed berry. I'm really into that. But RX Bars, what I love about them is the ingredients are right on the front. So you know how, like, I, you read, you know, you eat a lot of food and you have to you look at the ingredients and it's really small and you have to, like, turn over a flap and there's, like, a zillion ingredients? RX Bar is transparent. The ingredients are right on the front. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX Bar for you. RX Bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, all the frees that you want. No added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture. And I'm a stickler for protein quality. I don't really like all the weird proteins that are out there. That It's like, that's not protein. Like, I know what egg whites are. I eat them separately. So I'm really, really confident and really particular when it comes to protein. RX bars are great for breakfast on the go, snack at the office, throw one in your bag for the plane, toss one in your backpack for a bike ride or a hike, or a pre-slash-post-workout snack. I was kind of doing both pre and post. Lately, I've been doing a lot of pre. It's really great energy before my workouts. I've been doing a lot of trying to spin bike, and it's helped. Trust me, I've needed it. So go to rxbar.com slash FWB and enter the promo code FWB at checkout for 25% off your first order. That's rxbar.com slash FWB. Enter promo code FWB at checkout for 25% off your first order of RX Bar. All right, let's talk to Jeremy Redman. So you're... Are you from Michigan or just? Yeah, I'm to- from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. I'm from Lansing. Okay. On the hand, in the middle. I don't know what that means, man. Oh, you don't hear? You don't know, dude? So many people here that Not I from run New York, into- man. We don't we don't talk about the, your the hand. <laughs> I know people that have so many friend like friends from Michigan that they go, I, this is what they do to me. They go, oh oh, where are you from? And I thought that's why you said. Okay, so so that that's what you you people in Michigan do. <laughs> So, so like Michigan looks like a hand. Yeah, I've been to Michigan. Oh, okay. Does Michigan look like a hand? Yeah. Because the is it because of the Great Lakes? It's because it's a it's a mitten. That's what they oh call, okay. They, now, yeah. they call it the mitten. Okay. Because it's but there's surrounded. no fingers. No. <laughs> that, I guess that's why it's a mitten. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, just so the hand. So you part. have to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got right. it. It's just the hand part. Yeah. I've yeah. been I've been to Michigan. I've been to Detroit. Okay. How far are you from Detroit? Uh, like an hour and change. Hour fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Hour. I used to live in. I lived in Detroit, though. Metro. What was that like? Okay, so it wasn't Detroit proper. It was like Metro Detroit, which was maybe thirty-five minutes away, like forty. Well, that was like forty-five minutes away north. So is it kind of like living here, like living in the valley compared yes. to like Hollywood? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like it's exactly like. But that. what was like? Because you know, I, I've I've been to Detroit like once or twice. I don't really. I was there for a very short amount of time, but. You know, obviously, there's just you know a lot of um, has a lot of trouble, water and jobs, water and trouble. Jo- <laughs> hey, hey we're mean, in water trouble here. Yeah, I mean, you know, when there's water <laughs> trouble, any other trouble is kind of secondary, I guess. Um, what I mean, from what from car from, trouble? From what you know, from living in Michigan and you being neat, you know what I mean? Like, what 
what's the, what do you think is the issue? Is it like corrupt politics? Is it uh, well? I, there was a lot of corrupt politics. Yeah, I think like because the mayor corrupted a lot right. of stuff and yeah. sent tax sexting. Yeah, there's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all the things that you would consider to be bad municipal in a municipality, mm-hmm. I feel like happened in Detroit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like if anything, and a lot, there's a and I say that I still love the people in Detroit. There's still a lot. Of, yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not the people's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I love Michigan still. Yeah. You know, moving here almost gives me an appreciation for where I'm from. Like even Lansing, which is smaller than Detroit, and it's obviously like the capital. Is that known city. for anything, Lansing? Cap, it's the capital. Yeah, it's known for Magic Johnson. Okay. So I, like, I, met, I met Magic Johnson at a you did um, at a twenty four hour fitness in Hollywood. He's like playing <sighs> basketball. I was like, Did you? Oh, were you playing with him? No. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, Hey, and I was He's like, got his... Magic Johnson, man. Did you say hi? Yeah, I was just like, Oh hey, my I, god, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't like. Yeah, I've actually met. Like, we've went to. I've went to a function with. Uh, was at a thing with at Fox Studios, um, and he was promoting something, and I was there with like a couple people. Are you like a basketball guy? I'm kind of a basketball guy because I went to the uh, the ESPYS. Uh, did you really? Yeah, and then I was uh, standing next to LeBron James. Yeah, but didn't know. I I, I don't. Follow you didn't basketball. know it was LeBron. So James? I, I remember texting like you know my my brother in law and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'm standing next to this guy. I don't know if you know who he is, LeBron James. He's like, what? You know what I mean? But there was obviously a lot, and it's better when you're not like a super fan of things sometimes. Sure. Because you kind of you don't you're not acting like one, so people are cool with you just kind of standing. <laughs> yeah, there. right. Uh, so. Um, but when did you leave Michigan? Four years ago. Oh. Yeah, I've been out here four years now. What 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 made you stay in Michigan before that? No other options. Yeah. So like complete like non optionality. Like I wanted to like I finished like I we we were talking mm-hmm. earlier like I'm a late bloomer I feel yeah and like you late bloomed as well and that's we get along on that yeah and for me I mean I didn't graduate college until I was like 24 right. Uh, then I got roped into some fucking, oh, can we swear on your podcast? Yeah. Okay. All right. So like I, we, I you got, can't ro- just, you can't say podcast though. <laughs> <laughs> we will bleep. You we got to bleep out the word podcast. <laughs> okay. So I went to grad school. Like I was going to be an accountant. They tell you that you need five years of school to get your CPA, your cert- yeah. certificate of public accountancy, whatever it is. I don't fucking know what it is. Yeah. Now. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Certified shit. public accountant, right? Yeah. What did I say? Certified I, public accountancy. Yeah. Gross. Accountancy is a word. Gross, dude. I, I. This brings back up so many memories, because I sitting fees for like the CPA exam, like eleven hundred bucks. I would schedule it and then I would not go. I would just not go. Did you get the money back? No. Oh, lost money. That you're not like managing money. That's not a good management of money. No, I'm not a good accountant. Yeah. At all, like through any means. But I digress. So grad school got lost for a year, uh, ended up going to like the city college that was nearby and then taking other classes that I needed. So I didn't get started in my career like job until I was like 25. Um, that was doing what? That was being an accountant. Okay. So like I worked for a big four accounting firm, uh, out of New York and, but I was working in their Detroit office and then two months in, and this is, this is hilarious to me. Two months in, I knew I wasn't going to fucking work out when the counselor that I had there actually told me, and he told me this, he wait for, he emailed me, wait for your opportunities. Like, do what you need to do now and then wait for your opportunities. I sent him an email back, company email, that said, 
just a quote and it said things come to those who wait but only the things left by those who hustle mm. abraham lincoln sent and i go i'm not gonna last here yeah that was the sign where i go like anyone that tells you to wait for your opportunity is like a fucking loser like, I've, I've got to go and grab it. You know what I mean? Like, I've got to go out there and make my own opportunity, I feel. Or at least constantly be prepared for when that opportunity shows itself. Sure, and appreciate the opportunities you do have instead of just looking past them all the time. 100%. Which is I've done many times where I'm like, you get those things. It's like, ah, oh, but now I'm looking for the other things. I'm not appreciating the things that I was waiting for. Yeah, yeah. So right. that too. And eight months in, I go... I've, so at this time now, I'm 26, and I go, fuck. I looked at my fiance. Uh, the company that I was working for was like, yeah, this isn't working out. How do you feel? And I'm like, I've been looking for job. I've been looking for other jobs yeah. for the last three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, they go, okay, bye. Did your fiance come out with you to LA? Yeah, she did. Okay. Uh, How did she you feel about that? She, this is one of the things that's amazing. I thought she was going to take it weird because she's not a risk taker at all. And I came to her after and I was like, I don't work for the public accounting firm anymore. And she's like, yeah, right. That's what she said. Like, okay, yeah, sure. And I'm like, no, really. Like I, I quit. We're done. Like we parted ways. And she goes, what? She was shocked for the longest time. We went to go eat and we were at dinner or whatever. And she was, she looked at me and she was like, you know, I think this is another chapter in your book. And I'm like, I got to marry this broad. Yeah. You know and what I mean? I'm calling her broad is definitely, I mean, is that a that's bad thing? how I know. Is that, a, is that a bad thing or a good thing? I, I don't mean, know. Listen, I don't know. I'm, old, I'm old, so yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. But you know, it's like, <laughs> I got to marry this broad. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm sure when you talk to her, you're like, yes, baby, no, baby. Mm-hmm. That yes, is how I talk. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. yeah real mm-hmm, tough on the podcast. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. you know she's not going to hear it. <laughs> but when you see her, you know. Yeah. It's, um, what does she do? She, it, weirdly enough, she's an accountant, but she's in the industry. She works for full screen. Uh, I know full screen very, very oh, well. Oh, do you? Are yeah. you wrapped by full screen or you're in I screen? was, I did a pilot, uh, we did a, I did a, I wrote and directed a pilot for them. That never did got you picked really? Up. Yeah. The, the guy who, uh, George, who created, it uh, means the founder of full screen. He was the head of town, ta- uh, at maker. At, well, before that, it was at YouTube. Oh, shit. Okay. He's at, at the one who actually got me the name Jason Horton on YouTube way back because somebody else had it. He got it for me. So I've known George. Yeah, I mean, I was at, with Maker before it was Maker. Wow. It was called The Station. Yeah. So uh, I have a long history with those things. But, Man. Uh, yeah, full screen is uh, – I'm very familiar with – She with loves it. it. She's been there for like Does a she really? year I'm and a half now. I'm curious because I've – you know, I'm always looking for opportunities. She, she likes it though? Yeah. The, the she culture. can recommend you. Yeah? She'd get like a – because you would be awesome fit there. Yeah, well, I've, like. I've had... You'd be, she deals with the creative team, like yeah. the production team. Yeah, we'll, so we'll like, talk about that. Yeah, and that's, we'll talk about this See, after. I just hustled. Did I just <laughs> I hustle just, Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> Was that good for you, Abraham Lincoln? Did I just hustle? Is that good enough? But what makes you, you know, I mean, okay, you, you're in You'd Michigan. actually probably be fuck a shoe in there, I feel like, especially with her. Uh, The thing is, yeah, so I, I, mean, I work for... Def- I don't want to say where I work for. It doesn't matter where I work for. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about that. Guy. Yeah. Um, but... um. What made you say, hey, Los Angeles? My mother is originally from Long Beach. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so you had like somewhat of a... Right. So like I'm a first generation... Why did she leave Long Beach to go to... Force by force. So I'll tell you this. And I don't... Honestly, I don't care if she hears this or not. But my biological father sold all her shit 
when she was in their 20s. She was working for Universal. Universal. Like, she was yeah. living her dream, wanted to be in entertainment, blah, blah, blah. And she was a page at Universal, like, gave tours on the lot and, like, helped with other things that, like, small people do. And my father was like, I hate this. I'm moving. I'm selling all your shit. And sold all the shit. She had two kids and forced her to move back to, like, Michigan with, like, no means. And I feel like she almost, like, gave up on her dream, and I'm kind of living out that dream. Like by, by doing this, <laughs> by doing a podcast, by doing your she, podcast, yeah, she's I'm like, living finally, out a dream. Finally, finally, he's proud. he's made it. Yeah, he's made it's it. been all been worth yeah. it. Um, okay, because when I moved, when I moved here, I didn't. I had a friend who moved here. I never even been to California. Well, yeah, because you said you moved from or you moved to San Diego. See, I went to okay. San Diego, so yeah. I, I eased in a little bit, but I had never been to California before I got here. Yeah. Um, okay, so that, <clears throat> before you've you've never visited. No. Oh my god, I visited here at least like three or four times. I think. No, no, not. No. I loved it though. I love it like, now. I wish it did sooner. I feel like – so how how long ago did you – I was you? like 29 or 30 when I moved okay. to San Diego. Dude, so. we are such late bloomers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so would it like, – because, you, know, you know, people move out here for so many different reasons, but they're all the same. Yeah. You want to have a different life and you want to find success in whatever it is that you do. You know, people aren't like, I need to meet women. I need to have <laughs> kids. Let me go to Los Angeles. Nobody does that, mm. right? Generally speaking, yeah. you go to Michigan for that. Yeah, you, you know. Um, <laughs> so when you were, were you like, what did you think you were gonna do out here? I I have two passions in life. One is movies has always have always kind of shaped my life, and I wanted it also to shape my career. So I knew that this is where moving pictures were made. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that whole thing that I bought into. Um, and my mom, I grew up with stories. That were like, LA is the greatest. And my grandma used to do something. I don't know what she did. And a homemaker, maybe. And she was like, no, it's all in Burbank now. It's not in Hollywood when I used to say it when I was little. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant. And just having those little things, I've always felt like a trout swimming upstream to LA. Like, my mom was born here. My dad was born in Germany. So I'm like, I'm a first generation Michigander, even. So I. I didn't feel like I had ties. You're outside cutting of off it. that. You're cutting off that bloodline of Michigan yeah. right now. Yeah, right. You're just cutting that. Yeah, off. Yeah, right. So like for me, it's about blending like entrepreneurship, which is my blood, like everything that I've ever done, and like the things that have shaped my career, which is like entertainment, and merging the two is probably my ultimate happiness. So when you got when you got here, what did you do for work? I my first job here was consulting the movie studios on uh, like uh, back end participation deals. So I worked at Warner, Disney, Universal, and did you I, do like contracts? Or yeah, contract. It was very, it was like contract law. Yeah, like forensic stuff. Yeah. that people would be like, "Hey, you owe a, a, like X star, right?" Like we would contact their agent or their lawyer or something and say, "Hey, he gets five hundred thousand more dollars off of this contract based on all these books and things that we would go through for them, and then negotiate with the studio." And it was kind of fun until I found out that I was wandering around the studios more, like, that I loved because I had a free pass everywhere. So I go, like, I was watching shit being filmed, like, some of my favorite shows and things. Um, And I just, I fucking loved it so much that I go, no, I got to do something like this. I got to do more, like, production, entertainment. Creative. Yeah, more something a little more creative and a little more my own that I can put my stamp on. And so what, like, so... What is that? That to me is my. I started a company called Air Five. Okay. And what is that? 
It is now a film distribution company. What did it start as? <laughs> it started as... making pogs or something like that? <laughs> you ready for this? It started as a digital business card app. Okay. And then from that... Like, is it Air 5, like an Air High 5? Yes. Okay, I was in the you car You get it, thinking, dude. You yeah, fucking well, get it. Well, that's what I do. I try to, like, I try to uh, reverse engineer, like, where did this come from? And that's what I thought it was to me. So many people don't get it. Yeah. Like, they're like, Air 5, what's that mean? And I'm like... You know, when you meet someone, you high-five them or you handshake them, whatever, yeah. you high-five. Yeah. This is a, a, a connection over the air. Right, yeah. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense, right? And it's – I've made like four or five pivots in my company. Like it started as a digital business card. Then it went to a drink subscription where people would meet and get drinks together. And then it was a, uh n- event organizer app. And then it was a like an influencer piece. And I noticed just listening – that the influencers were like some filmmakers and I'm like, like content creators. And I go, okay, would you guys like this? And they go, yeah, great. And so we started building some content around them, put like Warner brothers diet. I call it. We kind of build buzz around like amateur filmmakers and things like that. People that want to put films out there. And then we get them in theaters and we aggregate their streaming demands. Like we put, they upload it once to our system and we push it to all like streaming services, things like that. Okay. So let's just say I have a film Yes, and you deal specifically with like what, like 90 minute film? No, uh, shorts, docs. Okay. So you have a platform. Yep. The plat, your platform itself doesn't have an audience though, right? We like, it's in the thousands. We have a small audience. Okay. But what really what it is, is you're, you're, distributing it to all the other platforms as so people don't have to go sit there and upload it to yeah, Amazon right. Prime or Correct, whatever. right. Yeah. So like you you upload it once, all your assets, mm-hmm. and we'll get you in theater, Amazon, Canopy, uh, iTunes, whatever it is. LinkedIn. Link, LinkedIn. Like, and then we build content around you. So we build an article around you. And then we start working on SEO to drive traffic to your website. Or if you need help with a website, we help you get started with a website for now, your film. Is there any, like, do you have any like case studies that like? We have, uh, so we just launched this. Okay. Like three weeks ago. It's like this new pivot and it's not even like public, public now. Yeah. Well, it is now. Right. So like, and we have a big film that we're going, we might do like a hundred screens. Is this Star Wars? It's close to Star Wars. <laughs> It's it's called Dance Baby Dance. All right. Yeah, and it's about a it's about a guy who tap dances th- through his dreams. Okay. He just he learns to tap dance. He wants to tap, and it's Rocky with tap dancing meets tap dancing. Okay. And hopefully it works well. Yeah. So like it's premiering next week. It just got reviewed. I think like in the LA Times something. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So you have you've so you it's you're like kind of like a. You're publicizing it in a way too. Right? Yeah, right. So like we're building buzz around people that like otherwise wouldn't get it. It's like yeah. we're that's one thing I could do for myself. How do you? So is it a matter of like, hey, listen, I have a budget and I hear I have a film, or is it like you are like, hey, we're only going to work with films that we know are going to be successful? Or? No, that's what that's what current studios do. That's yeah. what current distributors mm-hmm. do. I say everyone get should get a fair shot. So you pay to be on our platform. Sure. Anyone can do it. A student, a student. Um, which like we're really big in the, the students are like amateur filmmakers or people they make who make some really great stuff. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it deserves to be seen. Like I'm not going to be the judge and jury. I'm going to let the market do that for them. Yeah. So they can use who our are platform. Who you to say what an, right. everyone has an audience. Correct. Know, out there. And like every other distributor takes a huge gamble. Like with every film, even Batman v Superman, it's like a huge gamble and a, like 
yeah, they probably came out like on top, but like not as much as they should for sure. putting those two franchises together. Yeah. You know, but like everyone is playing the lottery and we're saying, hey, let the lottery play you. Do you have competition? I don't think so. Okay. Like, I mean, I guess our con- no one's going to go after my niche because it, it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I think it's niched enough to where it's like, I could get this to maybe $5 million a year, right? But like 10, maybe. But at the same time, no one's going to go after that niche because it's not big enough for Amazon. It could be something that's acquired by Amazon. Yeah. But like, which would be cool. But like at the same time, um, yeah, I think it's just something that I've got to build out and like protect. Like, it's going to be very relationship-based, too. It's good that you named it Air 5 and not Digital Business Card. Because if you try to switch that... <laughs> yeah, <you're> right? Like... <laughs> well, like, that's what every every pivot around it has been building community. So, like, for these filmmakers, like, for the, the drink subscription piece, it was building, people like, connections in person over drinks. Or the, the event organizers, it was getting people together, right? For this, with filmmakers, it's the same underlying mission, which is, hey... We're building an audience around you. And when you're first starting out, any audience is amazing for you. Like a hundred fans that want to see your thing a hundred times. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. Like you have thousands of views and now you have thousands of dollars that you just made because we pushed you out there and we built content around you. And it's for me, it's like, that's the most empowering piece. It's well, like, it could be you just trying to email random things or sharing on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Please buy my movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Which is gonna you're not going to go anywhere. And you could do it, but like, and it could work. And at the one time, like, you could have our muscle behind it too. So you could do both. Yeah. You know? Um, and you have a podcast. I do have a podcast, which you're, was you're on, coming on. I'm on. Yeah. I, I think. You're on I think now. I made the cut. I don't know. <laughs> you made the cut. Uh, not you're interesting enough. Not boring business. Yep. And that is my foray into my personal brand, which I think I'm very, I'm, I'm interesting. Uh, so I, I've been around a lot of like people that are in business and marketing and uh, in that world because I'm very interested in that world. Yeah. You know, but I find there's a lot of people that do that. Like we're talking about like Gary Vanderchuk, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's not who I'm talking about, but people that like want to be like that. And I feel like it's, they... They don't actually – all they do is talk about mm. branding and marketing and buzzwords, but they've never done anything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man. They use all the buzz. Like, it's like the thought leaders, disruptors. And I was like, mm. D- what does that mean? What have you done, right? And what have you it, – it's like kind of like a like a, a Ponzi scheme. Yes, it is. Like you don't actually do – you just – you're selling things about how to sell things, but you've never sold anything. You have no idea – how I actually feel right now. Maybe you can see me and judge yeah. my body language. I've just got off the horn with my buddy who I just told, I need to make Air 5 a success because I will feel like a fucking fraud Yeah. with everything else that I do. This gets me, I believe, it legitimizes my personal brand. Like, fine, it can augment it right now and they can kind of slowly build together. But if this doesn't happen for me, which I hope happens nothing else in my like i don't want to be the guy who sells a course yeah and it's like i can put, show granted i could show you how to do all this stuff but like for me it feels dirty it yeah. just feel, i'm not i don't want to sell you anything with not boring business i want to talk about my journey i want to talk about like fucking hustling how hard it is because yeah. it's hard yeah. and like people like you who have been through like a very similar path and you're very successful with your podcast and these kinds of things 
and you're a light, right? So like you bring joy to people's life. I mean, it, you, you try. I try. Right? <laughs> and for me, I go, it's learning. I think bringing and or inspiring a few other people to be like, hey, dude, I'm in the fucking shit with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to put myself, I'm going to document this and I may, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. But I also feel like I want to literally, it's so simple. I just want to like log more camera hours yeah. and I want to log more microphone hours. I think people just, there's, there's so many people out there that want that, you know, they're just like a lot of like, uh, at, uh, inspirational, like hustle, grind. And like, you know, like business, they want to yeah. be like, they want to be those, they want to be like big, big type business people, yeah. but they don't ever do any business like like actually build a company like a consumer yeah. facing brand they're just selling this thing of like oh let me teach you how to do this i've never done this before. oh my god and i, I guess there's that. people buying it but i was always challenging of that it's just like well you're talking of this stuff i was like what have you i could prove i could show you what i've done yeah you right here's my done? number yeah here look right. at my numbers you don't have it you you just have a course right and your background is having the course i hate that <laughs> yeah more than anything so when i hear not boring business podcast yeah I knew you weren't going to be like that, but when I hear that, not that that, but I'm so wary of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh no, he's really like business. But you have a business. Yeah, sure. And you talk to other people that have businesses, so it's not just you like selling a life. You know, people are trying to sell a lifestyle. <laughs> but you don't have the lifestyle. Yeah, right, right. You know, it's like when when people. My dad used to be a, a salesman, and you know, you go to somebody's door, and if you show up in a, in a '98 Toyota Tercel. Fine if you have a toy, but don't be like, don't sell success yes. in business when you right. don't have any of the stuff. Right. For me, it's about just being authentic in front of people. Yeah. Like, I go, we do the live podcasting mm-hmm. events. Well, just here in LA. And people tell me, like, I get up there and I'm not kidding you. And I admit this. I'm the stupidest person up on the panel. Like, I don't care. Like, I know, I know exactly where I am. I'm very self-aware with who I am. And... Other people in the audience came up to me after and like, you create such a comfortable environment for me to say something. Normally, I would come to these events or like people would podcast and they'd go, yeah, can we have some questions for the audience? And like, I wouldn't say anything. But you make it feel like, and maybe that's just because I'm up here and like saying stupid shit, like, and I should be a business person, right? But I'm thinking, no, why not be a little bit vulnerable? Like, I don't sell, I hate, get, I don't want to do, Instagram stories and be like, hey, yeah. here with my friends. Yeah. At this hashtag ski- blah, blah, blah. Hashtag rich as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, that stuff. With I your don't... iPhone 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so like, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you on that. I want to build an actual company so that I can say I built an actual company. Right now, the only thing I can speak to is building a company as I build it. So I can only talk to you about a couple things I've done that have gotten some traction and work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then like, share other people's stories. Yeah, right. And then is, share other people's stories. Yeah. Which for me, which is invaluable. Like, yeah. dude, it's just me talking with you. When I listened to a little bit of your story, I was inspired as fuck. Like I go, shit. Like that to me is someone I just want to talk with. And then between just wanting to talk and wanting to log some hours so that I don't feel like a fucking freak when I get in front of a camera. And like I'd freeze up and I'd be one of those people. I just need to log camera hours. So why not record me talking to these people? Yeah. So everyone's getting something. Everyone's got something. Everyone's getting something. Well, so uh, 
do, does like does Air Five and your podcast do they like commingle or? Do uh, you, yes you, and no. Yeah. So like, I do the video of the podcast as well, and I notice that every time I do some personal brand or some video or something, that's just hey, this is me. Uh, I get like more likes on my Facebook page that say Air Five, but I've got an Air Five logo on the back. Yeah. It's not that I'm pitching it or I'm saying download it. It's like a passive. Right, it's passive because it's not for everyone. Like especially now, so like it's for filmmakers and we got to go to festivals and like we're going to South by Southwest and a couple of these other things to acquire more people and sell their films and like market them. So it's more niche now to where I can't reach an entire audience, but also makes me more excited. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't necessarily mix. And sometimes I go, Oh, I don't have the bandwidth for both. But like if I had to sacrifice one, it would be my not boring business piece, but you don't have to sacrifice it. Yeah, I don't. Because you're think not so. that successful. <laughs> you have yeah. the time, right? Yeah, you're, you're not too yeah. busy. Right, you're not too busy. I'm not running a 20 man operation right now. Right, oh, that, that's even small. That's even small. Yeah, right. So like, I'm not running a 200, a 200. I don't even know if that's big or small. I feel like that would be bigger to where it would take over your life, like 200. That's more than there are people in Los Angeles. I'm 200. bad with numbers. Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't There's know. more people in in my company right now than there is in life. I also don't trust your numbers because you don't seem like you're anything about accounting. So I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily trust I'm you. not a qualified accountant. No, I don't know why I'm listening to you. They should stamp my degree, yeah. my accounting degree with like this person. Like, okay, I say this. I relegate what you just said about like influencers, not influencers, but like the business people that talk about business would be if I were to advise you on fucking accounting. Yeah. If you were to say, hey, I'm an accountant. Let me advise you on accounting. That's exactly what that is. Okay. That my degree is like, it should say, general but you know the fact that you have a degree i I tend to be like at least you're technically Mm. qual you might be not good at it sure but you're technically with other people they don't have the degree they can't spell the word accounting but then they're selling me on how to (laughs) on accounting yeah on how to be an accountant you know it's like i just don't dig it i think all like by the nature of my podcast maybe it's just me being a contrarian but like accounting is boring so like for me, it's always been like not boring. So maybe that's why like I came up with that. Yeah, uh, there's some. I mean, I don't know. and I'm creative. There's some probably rock and roll people that are into accounting. There are numbers, definitely, you know? and they get more and more out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's fun as talking about accounting. Is where can we find all your stuff? Okay, so uh, not boring business podcast, which you'll be the newest episode. Yeah. So like we'll that put out. that out there. That's on iTunes or podcast.notboringbusiness.com. And then check out, you can chat with me on air5.com as well. Chat with you on there? there we, I, just inst- I just made a live chat feature so that if you anyone gets do, on there do, and chats Is it you me, or do you pretend it's somebody else? It's actually me. Okay. Like, I want to talk with all the first customers. Like, yeah. I have two people right now that have, this isn't So live. they're actually getting you and not Yeah, they're some. actually getting me. Well, until like hundreds of people are on there like asking questions. I don't know. I don't know when I stop doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, after this after this podcast, all the buzz you're going to get? All the you're buzz? Need it. I mean, I going to get a bunch of buzz from this? Oh, so much buzz, man. Hustle, grind, thought leaders, <laughs> disruptors, all that all that stuff's going to happen. How do you like so but I feel like you are a business-minded person and when you're pitching or selling what you're doing, you're kind of teaching people about the realm of like the entertainment biz. Sure. Yeah, right. But it's all it's all basically it's just you know what it is? It's uh content distribution. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. literally like if you break it down, it's just those two things. Yeah. Do you know do you have an audience? Do you have the thing? Do you have a way to get it out? Well, you Air Five is you know, is it they have the content, you have the distribution and, and all the other built Absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like how we interface. Yeah. It's oh. like through that. You just said interface. Working for free. 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 Without benefits.